Rise and exchange lives. I wanna live till I die, make a difference, right? I wanna give those in need a reason to fight. I wanna live every day like it's my last night. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Muscle Experience, where I actually have an intro. I'm gonna continue to do it now. This is the podcast to help you shift your lifestyle in the areas of mindset, nutrition, and movement so that I can help you lose that belly fat, get strong and healthy, and sustain that shit for the long haul because motherfucking A, it's not a diet or a workout plan or what else do people do? They try to like lose their fat and get toned and all the things they say. Um, What else do you guys do? Diets, workouts, all the gym memberships, all of the different things. Um, it's none of those. It's a lifestyle change. It is 1000% a lifestyle change because let's just say you take a magic pill and boom, you look the way exactly you want to look. You look exactly the way you want to look. Exactly. You feel good. You got nice shape to you. All that belly fat's gone. You're like, "Mm, I like what I see here. What's up, sexy? And then you put it all back on because you didn't address the root cause of it all, which is your lifestyle habits, i.e. the way you eat, the way you move, or the lack thereof, the way you sleep, the way you, your old, man, I heard this term the other day, your mental diet, like what are the things that you're consuming on a regular basis? Are you around negative ass motherfucking people? Um, all the things, it all matters. All of it, all of it, all of it. And so that's what I'm here to help you with you today. Actually, every time I come on here, <laughs> Shift your, shift your lifestyle in the areas of mindset, nutrition, and movement because mindset is just as much a habit as anything else, anything else. And if you, like, I highly encourage my clients to write down, like, if they really want to know just how much, like, just how habitual thinking can be, write down your thoughts for a day and you'll see how often you have similar thoughts. Like you may not have the same thought about the same person, but you may have the same type of thought in the sense that it might be like you're thinking that this, this person over here is judging you or the person across the street or the stranger you saw at fucking Dunkin' Donuts. And so you might see a common theme there that you think everybody's judging you, which could indicate something. Maybe you're judging yourself. And so anyway, um, it all matters. Lifestyle habits are the name of this game. And so... As I shared on one of the episodes last week, I'm going to be doing two podcast episodes a week now, as long as I don't forget that I'm doing two podcast episodes a week. I almost forgot last night, and here we are doing it this morning because I want to get these the fuck out. And so today, we're going to be talking about the content I'm going to be posting and sharing this week. Um, and this is this is going to be a good one if you uninstall. Okay. Um, I think one of the most undervalued things for fat loss, I mean, for a healthy lifestyle as a whole, but uh, fat loss especially, is sleep. I'm going to just type something in my computer. And um, super, super important is sleep. Like, you know, we go into the gym to essentially like tear our bodies down. You know, to really put it in the simplest way I know how, you essentially go into the gym and just like rip yourself apart. <laughs> and, you know, you eat, you consume water, you get the right nutrients, and then your body can, you know, heal itself and come back stronger. It's an adaptation. So if you go into the gym and you're doing curls with 25 pound dumbbells and you do like 10 reps and the next week you do 11, 
you, know, you essentially took your body slightly past what it was used to. And then you go home, you eat well, you hydrate, and then you sleep. And then your body will repair itself and come back slightly stronger. And then that's what, and that's this is why um, the small incremental changes over the course of time are really what compound. You're not going to change everything over the fuck overnight. You're not going to change everything overnight. So what you got to do is just focus on the small incremental changes from day to day. And so like if you get one extra rep on your bicep curls, that's a fucking win. That's a fucking win because then an adaptation can occur and your body can get stronger. And when you get a little bit stronger, your body will build a little bit more muscle. And when you build a little bit more muscle, you'll get that toned tight look that you're going for because getting toned and tightening up your muscles are the same thing as building muscle you got to build muscles a little bit bigger a little bit stronger um maybe a little bit more endurance because there's different types of muscle fibers which maybe i should do an episode on that i don't know anyway that's not over here um and so anyway, that's that's the name of the game, sleep. And so I want to give you guys a couple of tips. I made a piece of content I want to share in this week. I want to give you guys a couple of tips. I'll probably actually share more here than I would when I did in that piece of content. I want to give you guys a couple of tips to help with your sleep quality. And I and I use that word very intentionally. I didn't say quantity. I said quality. Your sleep quality is more important. Um, actually, I want to check this out. I said, the science behind sleep and weight loss. Let's see what this says. Because I know um, there's like technical mechanics mechanistic things going on in your body that really do play a huge role in fat loss i just forget exactly what they are um okay so here you go this is actually going which i don't know if i said it in my video but one of the reasons why sleep quality is so fucking important when it comes to fat loss is because it can help regulate your appetite so when you don't get enough sleep you will it'll throw your hormones slightly off and so you might have elevated cortisol levels throughout the day because your deprived of sleep and so your body is hyper stressed out and when you're hyper stressed out you know in today's world like with all the quote-unquote stressors uh, it appears that many people struggle with managing their stress and understanding it and so um, because of the inability to manage stress when we don't get enough sleep it like heightens that and so when your cortisol levels are heightened you're more likely to retain more fat and your body is in more of a catabolic state meaning it will break down muscle tissue to preserve itself and whereas if you have enough sleep and you're not you don't have elevated cortisol levels your, your body could be in more of an anabolic state meaning it's preserving muscle tissue and so okay let's see what this says this is one of the things there's another hormone within your, our body called ghrelin and ghrelin increases your appetite by signaling hunger in your brain prompting you to eat and i'm reading here uh, prompting you to eat leptin does the opposite of suppressing hunger and signals fullness in the brain when you're sleep deprived, your body responds by making more ghrelin, i.e. telling your body that you're more hungry, and less leptin, i.e. telling your body the, to suppress the hunger because you do not need it. You're full. And this could be a huge reason why people who are sleep deprived, which is a lot of people these days, um, there's probably a statistic out there to further prove my point, but I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole right now. Um, why people have a hard time managing their cravings because they're not getting good quality sleep and their ghrelin levels are spiked, and then their leptin levels are diminished, which means their body's sending more hunger signals and less um, suppressing hunger signals, telling them that they're full. And so then they lose quote unquote control, and then right down the spiral, right? So maybe, maybe you don't have to manage your cravings more. Maybe these cravings aren't telling you something or maybe these cravings aren't a problem. Maybe it's just the fact that you need to get good quality sleep. And so here are a couple tips to help you with that. For the first thing is turn your fucking phone off. Turn to get the TV out of your room. Um, Sean Stevenson said in his book, Sleep Smarter. Great book. 
totally recommend it to look at your room like a sleep sanctuary like the only two things that happen in there are sex and sleep and that's it the only two things so then your body or i'm sorry your brain has the association that your bedroom is for sleep and sex and that's it you don't hang out in there you don't work in there you don't um exercise in there you don't do yoga in there all you do is sleep and then that way when you get into bed you can just fall right asleep because you have that association with the bed of course you know if you're tired okay so that's the first one sleep sanctuary um only two things that happen in your bedroom are sleep and sex that's it i mean unless you're like 14 then yeah just make it sleep okay i don't know why a 14 year old be listening to this (laughs) okay so the next thing is um get some blackout curtains and make your room pitch fucking black um when the sun rises in the morning and we catch the i don't know how to explain this per se but the way the sun reflects light into our eyeballs it will release certain hormones which alert us to wake up and that's why getting into a rhythm with the way the sun sets and sun rises within your sleep patterns is super uh, crucial and why people who live work like shift work have a harder time sleeping because we're you know biologically designed to go into a rhythm with the earth and so when you where was i with that oh when the sun rises like it releases certain hormones in our body which signals to wake up and then when it's pitch black outside and it's dark it signals our body to release melatonin which makes us sleepy and so when you're like glued you have your eyeballs glued to the screen with all the oh my mic just fell um with all the blue lights and all the things it will cause you to continue to release cortisol and it will tell your body that it's not time to go to bed yet and so i think the recommendation is like half an hour to an hour before bed but i just say an hour to be on the safe side what the fuck is my cat doing what do you oh he's playing with his toy i have it hanging up um so if you hear a meow in the background or him just swatting shit i hung one of his toys up so he kind of he can get it but he can't like completely get it so it's always there um okay so and so yeah um turn your phone off an hour before bed get the fucking television out of your room i know what you're thinking but i need to go to sleep well everything's an adaptation everything that we do is an adaptation to something we cannot do and so if you have a hard time going to sleep without your tv it's because you're so used to going to to bed with the tv on just because you can fall asleep with the tv on doesn't mean you're getting good quality sleep you know that's it's there's the lights are always um, emitting something into your brain and i think our skin has photoreceptors so it can pick up light and that's why like if the sun is shining into your room you may never get into a deep sleep you know what i mean like where you're you can it's almost kind of like i would uh, correlate it to meditation where you're conscious but you can tell your body's resting or maybe like a nap you're conscious but you can tell your body's resting like your body's not moving you're not um in like a panic mode or anything like that like you're chill but you can consciously still think it's like a meditative state it's like alpha brain waves um and so you you never get into that deep REM sleep that we need to get into, where I believe um, adaptation really occurs. So all the things you do in the gym actually uh, heal and replenish and adapt in that deeper sleep. So point one, um, room is a sleep sanctuary. Get everything out of the room. Only two things that happen in there are sleep and sex. Number two, get some blackout curtains and make that shit pitch motherfucking black. Number three, make it cold. Um, I actually heard something the other day that like taking a cold shower before bed, which almost kind of seems counterproductive to me, but um, or getting out of the shower and getting that cold breeze that hits you or just like splashing some cold water on your face can signal your body that it's time for bed because 
um, when we're at a certain temperature, I believe it's like, or when it's like the room temperature is like 67 degrees or something like that, it signals us that it's time to go to sleep. So the next thing you can do to improve your sleep quality is sleep with a room that is on the chillier side. Now it's going to fluctuate from person to person because some people want to be super, super cold. Like it was up to me, I'd put my room at like 55 degrees all the time. Um, and some people maybe may need a little bit higher, but just make sure it's cold enough that you can fall asleep, but not so cold that you're fucking freezing to death, right? So that's another tip. And then the only ones I think I shared in my piece of content was blackout devices off and, oh, oh, and the next one I'm about to share, excuse me, an alarm clock. Get the fucking device. I already said to get the devices out of your room, but don't use your phone either because it's it's emitting um like the one the lights two it's emitting it's emitting uh, what's the word I don't want to call it brain waves but the signals the cell phone sends out to connect to the towers and all the things can interfere with your own brain wave, brain waves and so like throughout our day we go through different brain waves of um, theta which is when we're in deep sleep. Um, alpha which is when we're in like a people call it a flow state but when we're more relaxed and poised is the way i would phrase it when we're in control but not hyper stressed out beta brain waves are i should probably look this up because i'm kind of drawing a blank i haven't reviewed this stuff in a while beta brain waves are definitely when we're in a stressful state so our brain waves are a bit more chaotic and you actually look at the brain waves on a chart your brain waves for beta are all over the place and, and it kind of makes sense like if you're anxious then like your beta brain waves are probably going crazy and so again alpha is more of like a chill flow state you're more poised more in control beta is more stress more cortisol being released there's delta and theta i think delta is like right before rem sleep and the theta is right is during um rem sleep and then there's gamma which is like i think i've heard people refer to it as like consciousness like hyper consciousness which i don't really know how to explain that one other any further than that one and so um when you sleep with the phone in your room and all the t technology and stuff like that, it can emit radio waves, I guess I'll call it, that can interfere with your own brain waves while you're sleeping. So you want to get that shit out of your room and just use an alarm clock, something that like a light per se, that it's going to interfere with your sleep. And trust me, you can look into all these things yourself, all these things that you, um, disrupt your sleep, even if it's a little bit, it might affect you getting into that deep REM sleep. Um, and then the last thing I'll say is because I hear a lot of people say like, oh, I just, I'm trying to stay hydrated. So I, I wake up peeing all the time, cut off drinking water like two hours before bed. That way you don't wake up sleep or wake up going to the bathroom all the time. Number one. And number two, um, find ways to drink water throughout the day. Set alarms in your phone. People sleep on setting alarms in your phone other than for the, um, objective to wake up. And I actually heard someone say, I don't do this, but I heard someone say this and I thought it was a good idea. Set an alarm to go to bed. So like it's eight o'clock, you have a bedtime at nine, eight o'clock, an alarm goes off, everything gets shut off and it's now it's time for you to unwind. You start prepping for the next day. So, oh my God, I got another tip for you guys. Get a sleep, like a bedtime ritual or like a pre-bed ritual. So I have one that I do that kind of signals my brain and body that it's time to go to sleep. And what I do is I prep for the next day. Um, I check my to-do list, make sure I have everything written down that like I want to do the next day or just make sure I have things written down that I want to get done for the week or um, throughout the week um, or just things I don't want to forget about. So that's one thing I do. Um, the other thing I do is I prep my oats and my smoothie for the morning. 
And so I do my smoothie, my oats, and then I do the to-do list. And then it's like I brush my teeth and I go to sleep. And so like I have this routine. And so when you get into that routine, this is why daily habits are are so fucking useful. You control the night and the morning, then you have these routines around that time period. And it's like, okay, you signal your body that it's time to go to sleep, and then you signal your body it's time to wake up. So you do the same thing every morning. For me, I wake up, I go take a piss, I feed my cat, um, I get changed, I weigh myself real quick. What else do I do? Oh, I drink my water first thing in the morning, actually. Then I take a piss. Um, feed the cat. Check my weight. This is just recently. I don't typically, I don't always check my weight. Make my bed, because Jordan Peterson said so. And then I grab my stuff and go to the gym. That's my morning routine. So it's like, okay, now I'm awake and ready to go. And so you just center these things around your bedtime and your um, your morning routine. And then you have your, you can essentially prime your body that it's time to wake up and time to go to bed. Like you do this with your kids already. You do this with your kids already. Like you get them into a bedtime routine so that they know it's time to go to sleep. You brush your teeth, you read them a story and boom, they're out. You do this to your kids. Now apply the same principles to yourself. It just takes a little bit more, um, I'm actually gonna say, I actually, I, I caught myself there, but I'm gonna say it. It takes a little bit more responsibility because you know you have to do it for your kids because you want them to grow up and be, um, have good structure and good routine and all the things. Why don't you do that for yourself? This is the question I actually, have for parents all the time. It's like, why don't you do that for yourself? And the answer is usually like, I don't know. I invite you all to explore that a little bit. I'm very curious why people have no problem doing for the kids, but they have they do it for themselves. And you know, there could be a more argument that like, you know, I love my kids unconditionally, but like, why can't you have that feeling for yourself? So I'm gonna wrap it up there, there today, guys. I appreciate you guys tuning in. I hope you took something from today's episode. I hope you're ready to get some better quality fucking sleep. If you took anything from this episode, please leave a rate and review on iTunes. Um, I think there's something on Spotify. Anywhere you listen to it that you can leave a rate and review, I would really appreciate it. Share on the social media. Share it with your friends if you took anything from this episode. If you didn't, you can ignore everything I said. You can actually go on Apple to, uh, iTunes and just shit on my podcast for all I care because I don't want you to leave a review unless, it's, unless I actually earned it. So... Thank you guys so much. Share some of the social medias, and I'll check you out in the next episode. Peace out, yo.